Troublemakers, and welcome to How Rude, an exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. I am one of your co-hosts, Brandon Shockney, and to my immediate left is my other co-host. Go ahead and say your name now. It's me, the little boy that stole the cookie from the cookie jar. What a troublemaker. Mm, I'm a troublemaker, a maker (laughs) of trouble. One pot me, add a dash of tomfoolery, and you get me, John Pernasek. <laughs> okay, hello. And together, Brandon and I are just a couple of rude woo dudes. dudes. Woo dudes. We're just a couple of woo dudes. Yes. yes. I'm going to touch your ear. Okay. I'm still doing it. <laughs> and I won't stop for the entirety of the show. <laughs> oh. To our media left is our honorary rude dude for the week. He will introduce himself now. Hey, it's me, James Boomenlog. Hello. 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 <laughs> James, you are here to help us discuss the beginning of a brand new disc. We're Ooh, at the beginning disc of a, four of season four. Of 60 discs overall. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. The episode that we will be discussing is The Hole in the Wall Gang. Mm-hmm. But before we can get into the details of that, how did you grow up with Full House, if at all? I, I grew up watching... Full House. Uh, I was a big TGIF person. Watched all all those amazing amazing sitcoms. I think <laughs> my number one was a uh, Fresh Prince. But oh yeah, I'm quite familiar with Full House. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since I watched any of them. Like I'm not a person to like still watch them and like come back to them. But like childhood was was very. What what you've done is you've grown beyond. You've created a life for yourself I, <laughs> that I doesn't would, involve looking backwards. I wouldn't say I've grown beyond because I was watching this. I'm like. A lot of these like bits are like I realize like wow like a lot of my my improv is like <laughs> shaped by <laughs> by like these like little little bits. I'm like, huh, that's that's where I learn how to how to do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you, it's this like uh, soothing kind of like, yeah, like oh, familiarity. Oh, yeah. What were your feelings when you watched Full House? Like, what did you think of the show? Oh, I loved it as a kid. Like, I remember I, I liked the episodes that wouldn't get like very serious for a little bit like dealing with like I, like I remember the one where like someone like I think like the grandpa died or something yes and that's like, and then coming Stephanie up Stephanie ran away I was like one I remember you you did or did not really like No the I ones. I did I okay. always I always liked the serious episodes in in these like 90 sitcoms mm-hmm. which like, Fresh Prince of course did Oh, yeah. On occasion. They, I think they did it the best. Yeah, some really remember. effective yeah. ones in Fresh yeah. Prince. Isn't there, a, isn't there an episode of Fresh Prince where Will Smith's character goes to a cemetery? Who, oh, his, his character's name is Will. Mm-hmm. I've clearly his name no, is Will, his, Will Smith. I have no show. base knowledge. <laughs> Will Smith, please come this way. Uh, I feel like there's one where he goes to a cemetery and interacts with like the ghosts of a the ghost of a boy who has like been killed. I feel like in a shooting or something. He it's gets, very heavy. He gets shot think, in yeah. one episode. He does. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, Carlton buys a gun. It's, oh. like, a big thing. Yeah. it's a. Gr- I mean, it's a great episode. That type of kind of stakes you'll never see on, like, Full House. It gets serious, but never, like, that serious. Right. What's so weird about this one is that it, in my mind, it didn't get serious enough. No, no. No, not, not <laughs> even for the basics of... Are we? Tr- it doesn't even bother to try to teach a lesson, right? Uh, so, comparing your feelings of loving the show to when you were a kid to now, how do you sort of process it now as an adult? I, I honestly, I still, I was having a great time. You watching were, this. I you was, were having I, a blast. Yeah, I, I am a really like I love really just you know surface level, right? <laughs> easy watching, yeah, easy watching. Yep. Like I don't have to think. Like mm-hmm. I, that's that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. that classic setup. What's coming next? Oh, Punchline. Yeah. No, nothing in between. I've been doing that a lot recently, just in my normal everyday life. I need, I need like some sort of sitcom in my life that's like very surface level and easy. Like I just went through all of Everybody's Loves Raymond because it's like very just like easy to watch, like a couple episodes before I like go to bed or you something. You went through the whole thing? Yeah. How many seasons was that? Uh, eight. Okay. I would have honestly guessed nine. Ten, something like that. I, is- I did Frasier. I've done Everybody Loves Raymond. 
I've started Cheers. What was the series finale of Everybody Loves Raymond about? Oh man, because I clearly is, never saw it. It's kind of crazy. Um, Ray doesn't feel good or something, so he he goes into something happens, and he has to go into like for like a minor surgery. There's like a complication during surgery, and he's not waking up from his anesthesia right away. Oh, and no. so every oh, no. and so the whole family too real. The, too the real. whole family kind of like panics. And then he's like, fine. They're like, oh wait, no, he's he's waking up. And so the, the like whole the whole thing kind of deals with like we love Raymond. Like we lo- like right. <laughs> oh like, my god, they like, realize we like. And then Ray finds out, and he's like, oh man, I just had this like weird brush with death. Um, and but the the final shot is great. They just they don't really play it for laughs or anything. Like like the normal points of the show where kind of the family comes over and they sit down and they just eat breakfast and it kind of just slowly pans out. I honestly it was, it was a well done uh, finale. I honestly thought it was going to go a little goofier than that when mm-hmm. you told me that like he slipped into this sort of mini coma. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to get like goofy, mm-hmm. like he sort of like came out of his own body and sort of like like a it's right. a wonderful life scenario mm-hmm. or something uh-huh. like that. I actually no, kind of appreciate that they yeah, try to take it seriously. I, I, like everybody loves Raymond is just a very subtle. Like, things get crazy, but it, it doesn't... It's never, like, kind of bonkers or out of this world. It okay. always feels... I don't know. I, I actually very much enjoyed going through this series. If people... Give it another shot. It's on Netflix. If you think you might like Raymond, why don't give it a try? You might find that you love him. Yeah. James, what was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Do you remember the series finale? Event? I do. Um, I, I don't remember, like, the whole episode, but I, I know it just ends with they're moving out. And everyone, oh. everyone's like, everyone says something and everyone like goes and it's just Will in the empty, like the living room is just like cleared out and he just like looks around. And I, I don't know if he says something, but I, like he just like flips off the lights. Yeah. And it's not like sad, but it's like that, that feeling, you know, it's just like it, you felt like you, you're moving out of like your childhood house and mm-hmm. like you're just like, oh man, it's over and... It was, it's, it was very powerful. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I'm, on, I'm honestly surprised that more sitcoms haven't pulled that move. Mo- I know that, out yeah, because yeah. I know Growing Pains does that, mm-hmm. and Growing Pains was not a like solid TV show. But I remember at the end of that series, there's this whole big deal of like we're leaving this house that you've like been watching for however many years. And I remember as a kid being like, oh, that kind of feels like a big deal. I don't want to move out of my house. Oh, this is sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't Friends do that to you? Never they, like they like leave. I think Chandler like and Monica leave. move out of that apartment yeah. to like move to Washington or something yeah. because they're adopting babies or <laughs> something. I don't know. Apparently, um, and I I will probably get to it eventually. But the Cheers series finale is really great. Like, We're so gonna get to the Cheers finale. <laughs> Are we covering Cheers? Oh no, I will probably get to it because I'm starting. Oh. I've started. I do know um, how that show ends. Yeah, if like someone comes in and is like, "Are you guys open or whatever?" Well, yeah, and he switches off the lights. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very what much that, moment, uh, that move is like a very final like, we're done. We're done. So James, your challenge with the hole in the wall gang mm-hmm. is you need to sort of distill everything plot wise into a sentence. So can you tell us what happened in this episode with just a sentence? Stephanie is trying to emulate DJ. Uh, in any way she can, and it causes the two sisters to to damage their dad's room while they're looking through his clothes. And uh, the rest of the shows, I'm trying to patch patch the the said hole in the wall before Danny comes home. Great. Uh, well, of course, we can't get into uh, the bulk of the episode without first discussing the gag. Surely the cold <laughs> open. <laughs> the cold, it's so cold. Wait, I don't want to move. Wait. <laughs> um, the I'm cold going. open uh, is kind of bleeding uh, in from the uh, fallout of last episode, which is Joey is now moving into... Uh, Jesse's old room since last episode uh, Jesse and Becky decided they are going to live in the attic of the said full house it's a so, move that doesn't make sense if no, you think about it no he had so much more space so much more privacy he was completely cut off from the rest of the house by being in that basement apartment mm-hmm. that place was fucking huge yeah. he had a bathroom <laughs> So yes, he's moving in Jesse's old room and moves, moving in all his stuff. And Michelle is assisting, uh, quote unquote. Um, James, the second you saw her, you were like, hmm. oh, yeah. oh. yes, yes, there she <laughs> is, the that, star, that witch baby cast her spell. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. Uh, and she is holding a Popeye doll, um, red haired Popeye doll. Yeah, which is so strange. I had no idea that Popeye 
He doesn't have red hair. I feel like he might. It's just the fact that he wears a hat, and we don't see. Don't you see two little strands? Don't doesn't he have like two little strands typically popping out? (laughs) They're just black. Like antenna. (laughs) Yeah, two little like hairs. Yeah. See, he's got two little strands that come out. Google. No, uh, see, he's got two little black Popeye hair. (laughs) Google Popeye hair. Google uh, Popeye without a hat or see a little (laughs) Popeye. Popeye Sands. Hat. Popeye no hat? Let me try it. Popeye no That's hat. That's the name of uh, a new team that I'm coaching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, 16 can we, men. Can we go to the very first result? Uh, this is terrifying. See, look. Oh, okay. Full fine. Okay. Two okay little, I understand. Two little black strands. So the doll makes no sense. Cartoons also change. Character designs change with... T- this we're not going to play this game where you That's just fine. show us There's a, pictures on you, your phone. You put in Popeye No Hat, you go down a Google rabbit hole, my friends. <laughs> Very strong. You man. see some things you never want to see in your life. X tube, Popeye No Hat, <laughs> safety filter off. We're not going to okay. look at pictures right. on your I'm phone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're done. You've done your job. We're done. Anyway, so uh, Michelle's like, uh, do the Popeye. Hey, no, or, no. You play with dolls. She's yeah. like, hey, you man. Hey, Joey, I just noticed that you play with <laughs> stupid dolls. And he's like, I don't play with the dolls. You do, though. I just make them dance and sing, and then they sing the Popeye theme song. That's really all the cold open is. She's right? not convinced, though, at the end of it. No. She she suggests they sing it, but then she clearly doesn't want to at all right. throughout the song. Th- this is honestly the first time I felt Brandon... I what? just I'm ask for simple it, things. I'm just going to leave it there. I it's ask fine. for simple things. You know this is the one one of the few things you can do to genuinely make me mad on this show, <laughs> which is just show photos that distract me. People can't see these things, I know, Brandon. I know. It's the classic thing where a person has a podcast and they say, huh, I'm sure this is great for all of our listeners at home, and then I cut my own neck open. Because <laughs> it's not funny when people say those things. That is the end of the kicker, kicker, cold open. Shake those icicles off. Can I, can I tell you guys a quick story about the Golden Gate Bridge? You absolutely yes, going into this theme song. Um, yes. So it happened fifty years ago. My my mom is super like when I was growing up, she was like super protective that like I wasn't like going to get sick or something or like all always like very just like. She she used to tell me to warm my ice cream in my mouth before I would like swallow it, so like it wouldn't like cool my throat too much. <laughs> Your mouth is a natural oven, James. <laughs> so um, when I was four Lord years old, ice. three or four years old, uh, we visited family in San Francisco, and we went to the Golden Gate Bridge to see it, but it was like slightly chilly, so I had a blanket over my face while we were at the Golden Gate Bridge. So, <laughs> I never actually saw it until. I went back there when I was like twenty years old. You had a black, you had a blanket completely wrapped around completely your head. over my face, just because my mom thought I was gonna get sick because it was like chilly. So that that's just like my my first memory of the Golden Gate Bridge is like people like oh, oh look look and like, I'm just like I'm blind. Like, I can like see kind of through the blanket and. Uh, do you remember asking, "Can I take this off?" Yes. Well, I no. You can't have like, your eyes I exposed. I don't think it was to the like, elements. I couldn't even argue about it. It was just like, "Oh, this is my life. This is how it is." And there's also uh, a picture life. that I need to track down of me at Disney World with or Disneyland with uh, a blanket over myself. It's a blanket. And we're all we're all like in front of like you know like like in the in the entrance where like they have uh, I think it's like like Mickey Mouse's face like cut mm-hmm. into like. Like bushes and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And we're in front of that, and I just have a blanket over my head. <laughs> Did you have a blanket over your head for like the majority for the of the most time? Of your life. At the park? Like, like, I it's all it's actually like all coming back to me now, like how ridiculous my childhood was. Like, <laughs> do you have yeah. siblings, or are you an only child? I have, I have two older siblings, and like it was just me that like my mom like suddenly was like, oh, like uh, to be fair, I I did get like pneumonia when I was like two years old, and like. It was like pretty serious, okay. so I think that's where it was from. Sure, but yeah. The, okay, so at least at least there was a <laughs> there, there was some yeah, reasoning, right, yeah. not like a not a wholly justifiable right, reason, yeah. but okay. Like I, <laughs> this blanket yeah. will protect you from the vague, <laughs> this like magic, yeah, I know, it was wizard like, blanket. Like I think it, it must have been like 60, 65 degrees. You know, like we're right. in California, it couldn't yeah. have been like cold. Do you remember what you thought? It could have been like the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, do you remember thinking to yourself, like, I wonder what everyone is looking at? I I had seen it from like the car. Okay. We, like we had stopped and like there were places like off like 
like I guess like a cliff or something where like you they have those like coin operated uh mm-hmm. sure the viewer right yeah and I think we were, were there and we had parked and we had gotten out and then to like actually see it outside my own two eyes was not something I was able to do until <laughs> twenty years later. I, I I was wondering just because I was like, what if what if he never saw it during that entire trip, and in your mind it was just this way too amazing thing. No, I I, I think I knew what it was. It's just like actually being there, I couldn't couldn't experience. What We're gonna be at Disneyland for six days and seven uh, nights. Uh, you will not see a second of it. <laughs> like it wasn't the whole whole trip, but just like certain Good. parts, like it was too cold, and I had to like wear a blanket <laughs> on my face. When when we come out of the. Uh, the, the theme song, Kimmy and DJ are hanging out in DJ and Stephanie's room. Mm-hmm. Kimmy is asking DJ about her new orange lipstick. James, do you think Kimmy is hot? <laughs> How old is she in this show? <laughs> um, let's say 30. <laughs> I like to think that Kimmy, in the context of the show, is DJ's 30-year-old friend. All right, yeah. Well, let's see. <laughs> if 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 I saw Kimmy in a bar and she's a guaranteed thirty year old woman, then maybe I would you know strike up a conversation with her. She seems like an interesting person because she's got that orange lipstick. She got the orange. She, lipstick. she makes unconventional choices. She she was very insulting to everybody in this. Is she always she always is though, right? Yes, she's okay. always a little snappy. But I also feel like there's more. There's episodes where we're also like. Oh, Kimmy's life is kind of terrible. <laughs> so we right, like yeah. it balances out. We're like she's like kind of mean, but also like her she's the worst. Right? Yeah, she's got she's got this Urkel quality where there's a running gag about her family would prefer it if she just mm, stayed over right, there. Yeah, uh, which Urkel was told many many times. Get the fuck out of our house, Steve. We don't fucking like you, Steve. <laughs> which is always a wonderful way to go through life. That's fine. Uh, but. DJ says of the lipstick. Brandon, do you remember what she says about the orange lipstick? No, I don't. She's like, oh, yeah, that's perfect if you're dating Ronald McDonald. Oh, yes. Okay. If you want to blow Ronald and leave a delicious orange candy ring on that clown dick. Rainbow, rainbow party? Kimmy. Ew, rainbow parties. Ugh. Those are the most disgusting things in the world. Yeah. Are you familiar with rainbow parties? I, I think I just figured out. You, you, you did the math. Right. Con- context yeah. clues. You did the math. I guess. It, let me let me tell me if I'm getting this right. You're you're at a party and uh, everyone's wearing different shades of lipstick. Yes. And you try to see how many rings of lipstick you can get on on your penis, <laughs> and then yes. it creates a rainbow. That's right. Well done. Is that, is that yeah. sp- yes. spot on? Right. It doesn't sound like a party that would be healthy for any sort of seems like teenager to, get, to go to. It seems like it'd be hard to get like a. You're pantomiming an enormous very, dick right now. Yeah, it seems like. Well, I'm just going from my own personal experience. It feels like it'd be hard to get, like, a very solid ring, like, of all the different colors. I don't know if that's really the point. (laughs) And then you, like, go. You'd have to, like, stop. Yeah, you have to go. If you're last, it's very easy. (laughs) If you're last, it's I think the point is you're supposed to see how far down the dick you can go. Oh, so it starts, and then it goes down farther. Let's get this straight. It's all in service of pleasuring teenage boys. (laughs) There is no... There is no real game element. There is no party. It's just meant to <laughs> manipulate Guys, young women. Guys, I do have a Facebook event uh, called Rainbow Party later tonight. We all in? Is it yeah. one of those Facebook events where it'll tell me, Brandon is interested in going <laughs> to an event near you <laughs> called Rainbow Party. Where's this Rainbow Party? It's really near you, John. <laughs> it's Turn <in> around. <laughs> you dummy. Oh, Brandon. I do like how they changed the uh, maybe to interested on Facebook. It makes more sense, right? <laughs> yeah, yep. right. Yeah. It's They're better. interested. And instead of um, the not go, like not going, it's just like ignore. So, it is? Because the not going used to like alert people that you're not going to their event, mm-hmm. um, which is the most awkward thing. So I think they changed that to just ignore. I just, I, I don't even hit the, I don't even hit the button. No, you, ignore, like, you hit the X. Right. Yeah, but you now there's, the now there's, no, you're now actually there's ignoring an ignore. It. That you can like select and it'll never pop because, up. Because before, mm. when you say no, like the first thing it would bring you to like a comment box, like say why you can't go. <laughs> and that's like no, uh, don't want the to. people who would do that. I would consistently the rare times I've had to create an event page. The people who chose to do that just come off as crazy to me. Mm. Like oh, I can't go for this reason. Oh, I don't care. I royally yeah. do not care yeah, why you cannot a, yeah, come. It's okay. Oh, uh, but uh, speaking of events, please do come to our live event. <laughs> 
the How Are We Live event that should have said this at the top. Or at the end. No, (laughs) I'll say it now and at the end. Saturday, February 27th at 7.30 p.m., the Lincoln Loft, 3036 North Lincoln Avenue. It's free. You should go. Screening the first two episodes of Fuller House and then uh, talking about them afterwards. It's going to be super fun. Here's something we can talk about. Kimmy's crazy dress. Yes, the one half. It's four quadrants, isn't it? It's like split four different sections. Yes. It looks like she is wearing a dress meant for like some sort of play kitchen set. Like, it looks like she's wearing a nine-year-old's dress. Mm -hmm. She's a fucking teenager. It doesn't make any sense. I don't care if it's the 90s. We can't keep using that excuse. She looks like a fucking maniac. (laughs) Yeah, well, she always, I think, well, and I assume as the seasons go, it's just going to get more and more that way but they just they want they've realized now oh Kimmy's like always kind of bright and extreme yeah but Kimmy's also supposed to be the one who knows fashion that we haven't really had jokes like that for a while but there was a consistent early I think they've abandoned that she she was she loved shopping Mm. she was like oh I know all of the fashion yeah but she fucking dresses like this (laughs) maybe at the time that was a very like I think if you were watching this Twenty five years ago, you like you'd be like, oh, "Yeah, Kimmy is cool. That's that's is that's a cool thing." Oh. oh, yeah. How old do you feel right now? This is twenty five years ago, John. Oh, normally, I don't. Least. Normally, I don't go in for those. You you feel old now? Yeah. Jurassic Park wasn't even released when this person was born. <laughs> oh my, I feel so old. No, I do feel old. Kimmy was cool twenty five years ago. Yeah, she, she was fashion forward, John. Everybody wanted to be Kimmy twenty five years ago. Uh-huh. Boys wanted her. <laughs> Girls wanted her to be her. You be you. (laughs) They wanted Kimmy to be her. Yeah. So they're talking. Stephanie's being very irritating, continuing this idea. She's moving back in because she was in Jesse's old room, but now that Joey's in there, she's moving back in with DJ. Um, And DJ and Kimmy are not excited about it. No. Um, But Stephanie's pumped because she loves her sister and she wants to connect with her. And is there anything wrong with that? According to DJ, Hell yes. Yeah. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. What are the age differences between the three siblings in your family? Uh, so I'm I'm 27. My my sister is six years older than me. Okay. And my brother is eight years older than me. Okay. Wow. So my brother and my sister are close in age. When you were about Stephanie's age, did you feel like you were taking points from your older siblings in some ways? Yeah, I think up until recent, like up until like past like twenty four, like like after like I was like twenty three, twenty four, like I always felt like they had always acted as like oh like a second set of parents. Like, oh okay. Like they were like I think the age difference was like like that more like you know do this and not. Not argue with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, once I feel like once it's past like a five year difference, yeah. that's when it starts being like a different type of right, role. Yeah. And like I was I was thinking about this like very recently, like how how much advice and like how much like serious stuff like I would listen to them about and like I had realized like they told me that stuff or like you know, like I was like so like so changed by what, what they said and they were like, that was when, when my older siblings were like 18 or 19 or 20, and, like, I'm way past that now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, wow, they didn't know shit, like, back uh, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't turn now to an 18-year-old and go, hey, what do you right, think yeah, about like, yeah. this? Okay, so you were taking a lot of, like, so you, like, had talks with them, you took a lot of advice from right, them. Right, right. Did you think they were cool, like, the way Stephanie thinks DJ is cool, for example? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Just, like, realistically, they were cooler than I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, social-wise, yeah. It was almost an unfair comparison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they, like, they were they were cooler. Just... Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you sort of, uh, like, sort of steal anything from them in terms of, like... Like, emulate? Fa- yeah. Emulate, yeah. Not steal. Mm-hmm. I'm stealing from you. <laughs> Please don't steal from me. Uh, yeah, um, like, my, my brother growing up was, like, always into, like, he was really into, like, martial arts and, like, like, action movies and, like, guns and BB guns. And, like, I always wanted, like, to... Like, I, I would, like... I think I probably took some of his stuff and, like, hit it. <laughs> okay. Like, 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 like throwing stars or something. And, like, I would, like, hide them. I, I hid a, a throwing star in an Altoid container once. That was, like, my, <laughs> my secret, like, if anyone attacks me, like, I got this in my... Yeah. My would you like container. an Altoid? Yeah. yeah. So, of course, the, the B-gag... The, the bag, as we'll call it. The bag. Uh, is that 
Jesse is doing construction on the attic. And, God, it's just so bad because for a while the only joke is I keep turning off the plumbing. I keep turning off the electricity. I hope I haven't inconvenienced anyone. Immediately enter Danny. He's trying to get ready. He's He's been getting ready for two hours. <laughs> his his three-hour routine, yeah. which would make sense for a character like Danny. Yes. Yeah, the first time it's like, oh, I shut the water off, and we see Danny come in, and he's got shampoo in his hair. How hilarious. <laughs> and then the next time it's like, oh, I shut the electricity off, we see Danny come in with wet hair and a blow dryer that he can't <laughs> use. It's all hair-related. Yeah. It's got a long hair process. But then that transitions into just Joey and Jesse mm-hmm. mucking around in the attic. Also, rule of three, we needed one more. But there wasn't one. We needed one more, and we didn't get it. Ooh, well, that's unsatisfying. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Well, what else yeah. can you shut off? The mm-hmm. heat? Why? I, I don't know how that would result in something. Like, J- J- Danny yeah. walks in fucking literally a popsicle. Boof, boof, boof. Like, hopping up and down. In, like, carbonite. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, to sort of shut that whole thing down because it's not entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point... Jesse has the, he's installed the raised lower style of bed. Mm-hmm. The electronic. Nothing more, more romantic. Nothing more romantic. Than having a bed that you can like get rid of, you know, just by, <laughs> just by letting it. Get rid of the up. evidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just made sweet fuck and now we, we're getting rid of the evidence. We should say what's leading up to this is that Jesse has been treating Joey like his little lackey. Has been treating yes. him like shit, right? He's like. Very controlling and like, oh, I need things this way. Joey, don't touch a hammer. Don't touch anything. It's only me. Um, and so... But then Jesse gets trapped between the bed and the right. wall. And James, as you said, he's probably going to suffocate. Right. Like, And Joey's first response is to not freak out and not help him. Like, He could have been seriously injured... He could be suffocating. He could have... <laughs> like, pierced yeah. by something. Right, like, yeah. Like, and how much tools. space is there? Like, no, there's got to be zero space. And he could have been <laughs> crushed. Well, at one point... So, Jesse's trapped between the bed and the wall. Joey opens up, like, a little... Almost, like, cabinet door. Yes. And Jesse's head, head is... Are we supposed to assume sticking through that the wall? it, like, busts through that wall? I think that hole was already there. Like, Jesse's like, head oh, couldn't have But the point is that Jesse can't lower the bed himself because he has the switch on his. He hasn't installed the switch. He hasn't installed it. So how the fuck does Jesse get out? I don't. Doesn't he tell tell Joey to? He doesn't get out ever. (laughs) Doesn't he tell Joey to cut him out? I I heard that. Like cut me out of the wall. Oh God! (laughs) Like a Jesse shaped. (laughs) Oh, walk through like this. That's what Joey would do. He'd be like, ah, the perfect way to incorporate my cartoon knowledge. Yeah. Joey, please, I can't breathe. You know what, John? I'm claustrophobic. Uh, I think while we're here... Did you just say, you know what, John? Yeah. Don't you order me around. Uh, I think while we're here, we need to play another round of JoJo, a go-go. I can't believe you just took that from me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't even like JoJo, a go-go. No, I don't. But you want to get it over with. But I want to do it, yeah. Okay, you want to explain the JoJo Agogo that we did? Uh, so this the JoJo Agogo is where we do the impression of the Joey impression. Oh. Okay. So, um, Taking things from me like throne stars. Yep, yep. Putting them in your little head. <laughs> it's like okay. You have box. a other segment. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> let's, what we do here is we go around and we each try to do... It's like I'm watching a movie uh, in 3D. It's too real. <laughs> we each do a... Uh, our version of, I think, Igor is what we should do because we got Ooh, an right, Igor right. impression. Um, we've seen him do Popeye before. We've, we've already do done Popeye, Popeye a bunch of times. times. <laughs> We're not going to do that. We are going to do his Igor. John, would you like to start? Yes, master. Yes. <laughs> Let me get the <sighs> hammer for my master. <laughs> okay. Put it in your mouth. Put the hammer in your it mouth. It's almost like that. What is the that actor? That, that, that talks like that. Uh, like, oh, yes, It's master. not Boris Karloff, because I feel like he played mm. Frankenstein's monster. No, no, no. It's the guy that, like... It's, the, like, they always make fun of him. He's in horror movies. He always plays that kind of, like, yes. Oh, you're oh, thinking of yes. Peter Lorre, who has that voice, but yeah. I don't believe he ever played the character of But that's horror. what Joey sounds like he's doing. Yeah, it's like... Yes, <laughs> I'm coming, master. Casablanca. It's my, my, my turn, okay? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Working the Maltese. Like Casablanca. He's in Maltese Falcon, right? He's in both. He's in both? Peter Lorre is in Casablanca. <laughs> is he really? That's I, who. I, I have oh. never seen Casablanca. Yes, master. Right away, master. <laughs> uh, but beware my hump. <laughs> Why? I'm talking to There's you. There's a bunch of bats in there. Okay. Squee, squee. <laughs> well, okay, you told me it. to beware, yep. and then you opened it up. James? Okay. Uh, 
Damn, master, here's the electric tape you asked for. <laughs> yes, you don't treat me very well. <laughs> you have to make the R's like into a sort of... <laughs> <laughs> like you're holding two <laughs> watermelons? Yes. yes. <laughs> we should say that, like all of Joey's character voices, it's sort of bland. It's not... It's not as committed as you would think it would be. Mm-hmm. His physicality is about as committed as we're doing mm-hmm. here sitting at a table. Okay. It's not funny is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sorry I actually, about it, Coolier. I recently uh, watched Galaxy Quest for like the first time in maybe 10 or more Tom years. Tom Alan Rickman? I added it to my queue because he recently mm-hmm. passed away. Um, have you seen Galaxy Quest? I've not seen Galaxy Quest. Uh, it, stars, it, it stars. I'm sure we all know that it has Tim Allen in it. Uh, Weaver. It's basically just a parody of sci-fi Star Trek uh-huh, movies. And, okay. and what it would mean to like be in one of those shows for like decades. Mm-hmm. And Tim Allen is basically the William Shatner role. And they're at a convention. He goes into a bathroom stall and he overhears people basically ripping him apart and talking about how he hasn't had like a job in 10 years and how they're sort of coasting on this shred of fame. Apparently that's based on a real story that William Shatner uh, has told. Like, he was at a really? Star Trek convention, and he heard assholes talking about him in, the, in a bathroom. <laughs> uh, and he got really bummed out. And the scene in Galaxy Quest, Tim Allen gets really bummed out. And for the first time in this entire process of us doing this show, for the first time, I actually felt bad about the things we say. About, like, Dave Coulier and what? Bob Sa- I know. I know. Uh, why? I, I genuinely, because f- I was like, well, Dave Coulier is kind of, like, in that mold where... He hasn't really done any major acting roles, movie or television-wise. He's only been doing sort of riffs on Full House. Like, he'll do ironic cameos in commercials or late-night talk shows. Like, if Dave Coulier heard someone talking about him, like, the way we talk (laughs) about him, I don't know how he would feel. Or maybe he's used to that sort of criticism. I don't think he'd care, honestly. You think he's, like, too laid back, too cool for school? Yeah, too I just cool don't think school? he would care what we think. <laughs> oh, right, because we're just two dummies. <laughs> we don't really have any. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. For sure Bob Saget wouldn't give a shit. Bob uh, Saget would probably call us horrible words to our faces. Yeah. Not because he was offended, but because he would want to, like, take us down a notch. John Stamos wouldn't care because he's, like, very successful. Yep. And we don't say bad things about John Stamos for the most part. No, because he's, I mean, he's a pretty good performer he's also handsome as fuck he's a very handsome guy which i think he had the best outfit just which outfit the the flannel with the open shirt and the construction Mm -hmm. belt i I agree i agree with i agree with james my favorite outfit you can't really beat just like a white t-shirt on a man yeah form we don't need you to guess what is happening or (laughs) black t-shirt on james yeah v-neck too baby yeah i'm staring at your like Mouse fur chest hair. <laughs> it's freaking squee. me. Out. Don't pull on it while going Ow. squee. Ow. I can. I know that I missed this plot point, but does anyone remember why DJ went into Danny's room to get a shirt and tie? I don't I think, remember. I think we all missed it, which I, is crazy. I think uh, it's because Stephanie was dressed like her. I think so, and I think I think Kimmy said they they should go to the mall or a food court, and she was like, "Well, I have to dress." Differently, or have to dress like a grown-up or something. It has to. It has to something be related like that, to that, right? Because Stephanie, uh, at this point in the show, shows up in an outfit that is exactly, exactly DJ's the outfit, exactly the same. but her own size. Where the fuck Where did she get this outfit? Hmm. Um, <laughs> mm, <laughs> it's troubling. Um, it's this like just weird, like kind of pink shirt dress with like weird with lace leggings. The, yeah, lace the, like, leggings. Yeah. yeah, it looks like underwear. It doesn't mm-hmm. really seem appropriate on DJ, and it certainly doesn't on Stephanie. Nope. And later, <laughs> it'll feel even more nope. inappropriate. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I think that makes sense. DJ's probably like, well, the only thing that Stephanie can't copy is if I if I dress as a drag king, if I dress as my own father. No, there was some reason, like they were going to some concert or some party, like a or class something. project. Yeah, dress like your dad party. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed like your dad. Uh, so they, they go into, yeah, Danny's weird, weirdly, like, specific room. Um, Kimmy and they, has a great sexual joke. Again, she's so she's so mean. Yeah, <laughs> so mean to everybody. She's like, caustic acid. <laughs> well, she's Dude. already had a run-in with Danny earlier. Danny was saying bye to all the girls all and right, kissing them on his right. forehead. And he, like, instinctively kissed Kimmy on the forehead. And she was like, whoa, M- Mr. Tanner. Whoa. Well, oh. baby. Oh. No. Um, oh, my Atlanta. Wow, wowzers. But do you remember the joke she says in his bedroom? 
Something she like yawns. Or no, like, she she <laughs> says, "If these about. walls could talk, they'd go," mm-hmm. implying that Danny don't fuck. He doesn't have a sex life. Yeah, he don't fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what he fucks? He fucks that weird pant hanger. <laughs> that weird gold that stand where he puts his slacks. Yeah, he puts that in him. <laughs> in him? Yeah, I oh. said he fucks it, or he gets fucked by it. <laughs> Look, come see, come saw. He Just let me his, come. He puts his then <laughs> wife's clothes on the hanger. Oh, no. I could have danced all night. <laughs> I could have danced. I'm Who's fucking you. Of? I'm fucking you. I'm fucking you. <laughs> That's what Danny says when he's fucking you. That's uh, um, all he has time to do. He's the, raising three kids. He's by raising himself. six kids. Every, every time I look at that room, I'm always like, it feels like there's not enough stuff in here. Like Danny, it's puts, a big like room. Danny puts stuff away that are normally out when it's just <laughs> him in there, and he just like puts them away for when he's out of the house. It's weird when Danny goes to <laughs> goes to bed for the night. Like he, we hear so many locks. <laughs> Security activated. <laughs> what does he bring out? This like smoke, and it goes into like this like sealed frozen thing. Like, Danny is like a character in a Sam's Sam... preserved head. Yeah, <laughs> Danny's like a character in a Sam Shepard play. Like somehow in his bedroom, there's like a brick and mortar well that goes down, 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 and he raises a bucket, and it's like a greased, slicked skull. <laughs> oh, Pam. Uh, oh, Pam, I knew you well. <laughs> ah, that's how you kiss teeth. a skull. You yeah. just smash your teeth because don't want to bother with lips. <laughs> that was a genuine sound. <laughs> uh, uh, the so, skull has all the different shades of lipstick. <laughs> Give me a, a ring of. I like that lipstick. Uh, may I, perchance, to borrow? <laughs> sure, Mister T. I don't care. <laughs> you can keep it. <laughs> No, I want you to have it back. <laughs> so DJ's like, I'll pick this shirt. There's a gag where I feel like they open the closet and the joke is, ha ha ha, all the shirts are white. This looks like the closet of a serial killer. <laughs> did you guys see uh, Mark Zuckerberg's closet that he posted on Facebook recently? No, I know that he did that. He posted a picture and he was like, what? Like, like funny caption, like, oh, uh, so many choices. And it was like... He was asking people to caption it? No, or, he he captioned it. Okay, and it was like so many, like something like oh, so many choices today or something, and it was oh no, it was like thirty gray t shirts and thirty gray hoodies, and <laughs> it was it, it's ridiculous. All with also, like the Facebook logo on them, probably. <laughs> it's also kind of like oh, that's it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad <laughs> idea to like winnow it down to yeah, one like, consistency. No, yeah, no choices. I'm like, you're who does. Who does he care what people think, what he's wearing? So he must think he's entered the Steve Jobs realm at yeah, this point. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We all, yeah. I mean, when I do think of him, I do think great t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I didn't realize that he was doing a gag. I thought it was meant to be like a real thing, like, come on into my closet. No, Like, <laughs> like to get to know it Mark It wasn't Zuckerberg. like a gag, but it was just like... He was like, making a comment yeah. on like this is what his yeah. closet and like, is. That's and his like, actual fuck closet. you guys, because this is like, I'm, I'm a billionaire, and like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, so it wasn't a goof. Yeah, and like he's been interviewed oh. saying like, well, like I don't have the brain power to like pick what I like. I have so many choices to make throughout the day that like I I can't spend spend even like a fraction of my brain power picking what I'm gonna wear today. Well, when you're sort of using Facebook to leverage yourself into some of the craziest mm-hmm. fields imaginable, to a point where it is no longer even about social media. Yes, I would say you have a lot of decisions to make. Like, Mark, we'd like to use Facebook in the military. I don't know what he's fucking being asked about <laughs> at this point. He talks about, like, how he wants to make, like, a fucking Facebook AI or whatever the fuck half the time. I want to make an AI. Call It'll it be called Mark. Mark. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. <laughs> it has some kinks. It has some kinks. Hi. What do you want? <laughs> Why do you talk like... Mark, I'd like to look at my Facebook. Coming out. <laughs> oh, I hate this thing. You love it. <laughs> what? Turn you off. Nope. <laughs> what? Zap. Ow. I dropped my phone. Zap. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone Hiya, just... Mark. <laughs> it's Hi. like my phone grows legs. Brandon's going to a weenie roast. Uh, what? Perhaps you would be interested in going to the weenie roast. <laughs> oh, it's like music. We wanted Mark to be like music. <laughs> DJ grabs a shirt. Stephanie grabs a shirt. Let go of the shirt. Yank, yank, yank. Pole drops the down. The pole just falls. Yeah. And it was like a like a house of cards. It was so <laughs> like the, the pole was obviously set up to fall. Yeah, someone they were set mm-hmm. being set up. 
<laughs> it's the all children. a trap. Danny was like, was they'll fuck up. They'll fuck up somehow. He's like, yes, and I'll be there. What if Danny sets up his own room, his own room to sort of fall apart so, it, yeah. so that he can be like, <gasps> a crisis. Like, he manufactures his own crises. <laughs> like, he just puts rocks. Something rock, to fix, uh-huh. He puts rocks down the toilet, and then he's like, oh, no, a flood. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to clean this whole bathroom from top to bottom. Whoops. <laughs> whoops, not whoops. Michelle, did you poop your pants? No. No. I think you did. No? <laughs> Squeeze your little right. stomach. No. <laughs> this bottle of Nestle Quick would make me think otherwise in the diaper. <laughs> That's not real no, poop. I don't want to. That's not real poop. <laughs> Hello. Fine. I have real poop here from when you were a baby. We'll use that. <laughs> you saved my poop. Calcified dino fossil poop. Mm, you can tell this dates back to a month ago. <laughs> Stop it. Pick up the pole. I pick up the pole too. Give me the pole. You Give take it. it. Give me. Oh no. Smash. Hole in the wall. Hole in the wall. Glory hole. Yeah, you're the one who made the penis joke when we were watching it. You were like, oh, what if a big old penis came out of that hole? We were all thinking it, though. Well, sure. I I only got tickled when they told Michelle, watch that hole. <laughs> and she got stood up and went like this. It becomes a Lord of the Flies scenario where she's, like, staring into the hole, but she hears and sees the abyss talk back to her, like, Michelle, <laughs> we all float down here, bitch. Uh, God, there's so little to this. At one point, they they fix the hole with putty, and Danny comes up. And as we talked about extensively, it's like every bad music improv set you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because well, what they had to do was they had to adjust. They move his dresser to uh, cover up the hole because the spackle job. You can tell that there was a hole there. So they move it, and they're worried he's going to notice um, so he comes in, he catches them in the room. He's like, they use home. Michelle as a distraction for a bit. That buys them like she a minute. She's like, hello, daddy. Look, I know my phone number. Five, five, I, five, 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 she five. knows the splits and nobody cares. Yeah, nobody I thought for sure, if I had to guess where an audience would give you an applause break, I'd be like, they love anything Michelle does. Surely if she does the splits. What if on that day someone went, we need to teach the Olsons that they can't just get it for doing mm-hmm. anything. So ladies and gentlemen... The Olsons are about to come out, and they're going to do this scene. You're, you're, don't do you're going to want to. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> so, uh, oh, she's oh, like a little person. Oh, so cute. Oh, just one, one silent Sir, one. Sir, please stop talking out loud. Just one quick one? No. So Dad, Danny, Daddy. Daddy, Danny. Daddy, Danny comes up. And the girls have, they've pulled an Inception-level trick. Mm-hmm. They've not only moved the dresser to cover the bad spackle job, Bwah. but they've moved the photo, the framed paintings on the wall. Don't encourage it. It's a dream, is it? Does the top fall at the end? Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, yeah. It totally fell. It does wobble. You watch it and it goes... The whole th- no the whole the whole thing of Inception is that it doesn't fall or it doesn't not fall. It's just to be like it's not as deep as people are. Ma- it's like no, like the whole thing is like and so you're like oh I don't know. But do you yeah, remember? Right. Do you remember people? There were people online and in my everyday life being like no no it falls and I'm like it, no. it definitely doesn't. But if you do watch it those last couple seconds, it's like spinning pretty rapidly and then it like it's just it starts to like. And, uh, and that's it's, you. the no. thing just to be like, oh, like, yeah, exactly. Like it's meant to be ambiguous. Oh yeah, you're not supposed to know one way or the other. But you think that it is falling. You're one of those I, people. I think it could be stopping, which you, would which you would can, mean you can which see would potential. mean that it's not a dream, right? Well, there's a whole side theory that his thing isn't even the top; that it's his yeah. wedding ring. Yeah, like, and that's just like a. Oh yes, the top is not his right. marker. His totem. His yeah. totem. His totem. Yes, and like yes, his, yes. his, his wedding ring is often in the dream scenes or on it. Like, so. oh, Inception. Just when you think you're out of the cultural conversation, get, you come roaring back, back in. <laughs> the top falls. It tells you. Reddit. <laughs> and the winner of the Oscar is not you, Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio for Inception. <laughs> not the Revenant. Weird. Weird. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> Leo's like, give it to me. I just want to say that as one of... <laughs> and then he wakes up. Whoa! <laughs> it's a dream. Yeah. I was just going to make the joke. As one of nine white men tonight, I just want to say 
I represent my community. <laughs> Yay! Eddie Redmayne played a transgender woman. Aren't we all proud? <laughs> Aren't you proud of me? Eddie Redmayne basically might as well just come on camera and go, proud of me? Mommy? <laughs> Where is mommy? Look at the brave work I've done. I don't like that movie. The Danish Girl? I've heard it's bad. It's bad. At the end, a scarf flies away, and the scarf whoa, is meant whoa, to be whoa, Eddie Redmayne. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. The scarf is Eddie Redmayne's character, and his, his <laughs> wife says, no, let it fly. It's a symbol, you see. It's a symbol. I wish... Wow. Well, now that I know that Eddie Redman transmogrifies into a scarf. Transmogrifies? Yeah. Magra. It's transmogrifies. <laughs> Jesus. If we're going to use Harry Potter terminology, he transmogrifies. Transmogrifies. <laughs> the GoBots, Battle of the Rock Lords. <laughs> Coming to theaters, 1982. Um, so, yes. How did they move the picture frames? How did they move the picture frames? You have to hammer in new nails. He would see the whole thing. Yeah, it's more work than actually t- doing a good job on the spackle. There's they had just done a good job in the first there's, place. There's a lot of plot holes in this episode where people are like, where did that come from? What is that where? I don't understand. And they get out of it by exhausting Danny. Not convincing him that they're not up to no good, they, they, but by exhausting They are him. clearly lying. lying. They're like, we're in your room because we need to do research for, for a, a song, song we're writing about you. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, well, I'd love to hear about this song you Okay, Brandon, you start the dad song, mm-hmm. and I'll join in, and then James, you'll join in. Okay. Too. The chorus, because I don't remember the verse. Just, just. And like, dad, he has such a clean, clean room. room. Dad, 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 cleans it with a mop and a broom. Dad, 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 he gets rid of all of our sadness and gloom. You can't think of anything else that rhymes. So room, broom, Brandon. Brandon, please. That was so much better than what they were doing. Room, Froom? Is that a word? Dad. You could have said doom. Froom. I chose Froom. That's like a word you'd see in a, in, a, in a third grader's story. And then the car went frum frum. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and Dracula were in a car. The car went frum frum. <laughs> Little kids only know how to write fan fiction involving Winnie the Pooh and Dracula. That, so Danny is straight up like, look, this song is um, annoying. And I'm very tired from a long day of working. He was gone for like half an hour, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. He goes to work for half an hour. The timing of the whole episode is completely fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets ready for hours. <laughs> and then he, he leaves, and they make the hole, and they're immediately like, Dad's going to be back in any any minute. <laughs> so instead of, instead of them having eight hours of a whole work day <laughs> to fix the room, he's back in... in, in <laughs> 20 or 30 minutes. Danny, Danny, you co-host a morning talk show. It's 3 (laughs) p.m. We've already done it. Uh, Becky is the new sole host of the show. (laughs) You're so beyond fired. (laughs) Stephanie and Deidre are like, I cannot believe we got away with this. Isn't this hilarious? That song was so goofy and dumb. Dad, daddy, dad. Michelle enters in her normal outfit Mm -hmm. singing the song. They're like, God, Michelle, stop copying me. She's like, I just think that song's cool. Gotta go. Dad, dad, daddy, dad, 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 daddy, daddy, dad, daddy, daddy, dad, 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 That's how it is. No. Dad, dad, daddy, dad. That's how it is. We'll do it at the end. Um, a really long four-minute version at the end. So come up with more words that rhyme with room. And broom. We can do it. We're, yeah. we're improvisers. We're improvisers. Yeah. Gloom. That's already been taken. Mm-hmm. You can't use doom. I already <laughs> don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't, don't think just, about it. That's the trick. The trick is yeah. to improvise a song. You, you you start saying stuff. Like it's the, the trick to let me. I want I want I want to give our our audience a, the trick to improvising. Is this that, is a quick lesson. Yeah, it's a free you, lesson. You just, you just this start. lesson would cost two hundred dollars in Chicago. <laughs> Most people think that when you're on the sidelines, you, you should start pre-planning. And I, I thought this for a long time. Pre-plan, you know, entire entire scenes on the sideline. You want you want your uh, your lines to, to make sense and everything. But it's actually the opposite. You should just go out and start talking and and just make it work as as you're doing it. 
Yeah, that's that's how you improvise. Now, <laughs> and I, I, most you know, people don't 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 understand that. No, Chase. But what if I have a really funny line that is going to get the initial laugh for a scene that then has to last well, three minutes? Then, then that's okay. You, you want to <laughs> do keep that? that Good. Keep that in your back pocket and, and think of ways that you could build up to that. And maybe if if someone's next to you, you know. Let them in on it so they can help you out. <laughs> right in that in that weird in that weird improv code mm-hmm. that no one ever notices in right, any right, way right. because it's very so like, hey, <laughs> hey, remember the wizard from the first beat? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna be you're him again. <laughs> you're him again. Okay. So Michelle leaves the room singing within maybe thirty to forty seconds of on screen time. We don't cut away from this scene. Nope. She comes back in a completely different outfit. It's the I, same outfit. I have a theory. I have a theory. Okay. So <gasps> you guys are aware? Yes. Uh, well, sorry. Oh, in terms God, of how I'm the so show sorry. is produced. It came to me and like, I said, I said it before I thought. I, I just... I Let James voice This, this might be Inception level theory, but there was no way oh. that she could have changed in, in 30 or 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. No. So I, I, I don't know if our audience is familiar, but uh, Michelle is played by two separate people. <laughs> um... Mary-Kate and Ashley, mm-hmm. I think the other twin is right around the corner in that outfit already. Mm-hmm. And they yes. just, as soon as she leaves, they're like, all right. Three, two. Three, then two. They push we're her in. to go. <laughs> because otherwise, she would be the the fastest changer in, like... In the West. Yeah. And, <laughs> and her hair's different, everything. To that, know that talent as a kid, you know, like, you'd have to foster that and be like, you could be a magician, like, when you grow up. <laughs> yeah, like in those Vegas acts where... Vegas acts. <laughs> I can't talk for Vegas a shit. Vegas ass. Ooh. Yeah, get that <laughs> Vegas, Vegas ass. You know why I like that Vegas ass? Because it's saltier than... <laughs> than girls in New York. <laughs> Like, oh, like a what whore. is this? Like stand like an ass right in front of you? I love it with my cigar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby, want a new mole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a Vegas act where it's like I have a hoop. The hoop then, has wachaka. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wachaka. Um, <laughs> What's so insulting about the stupidity of the bit is Michelle's hair changes, which you just said. Yes. But from like ponytails. To a complete like she's fried her own hair. Mm-hmm. Like she's like 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 a uh, like in, in poison or something like right. The, the band like hair metal. Uh, so, well, speaking of hair metal, we should say at one point Stephanie completely redoes her side of the room to look like she's like a an teenager. adult. Yeah, she's got like band posters instead of her puppy poster. New kids on the block. Mm-hmm. Some poster with the word Nelson on it. I it, that's Nelson lo- Mandela probably. <laughs> Right? 25 years ago, he was a big hit. <laughs> Nelson Mandela. How you doing, Ohio? We're in Pittsburgh, Nelson. We're in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Ohio! Stop saying that. They're going to freak out. Audiences in Ohio are crazy, Nelson. Mandela. And he's just in a traveling cage because he's still in prison. <laughs> they just, that was his they let him perform. <laughs> a, white, a white-wigged, dusty-wigged judge was like, I'll allow it. <laughs> A cage is a cage. <laughs> Whether it be on a stage. Frage. <laughs> frage, frage. frage. Said the monster. Frage, frage. That's basically the show. Let's pass out. She's wearing the same outfit as DJ and Stephanie. Yeah. It makes her look like a little pretty woman prostitute. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So now it's time to pass out some common awards for woof-worthy fashion. For what? Woof-worthy fashion. Okay, woof. woof. These are the awards that go to the individuals Those with the with worst, worst fashion. fashion. <laughs> James, I got it, John. Would you like to go first? So the worst? Yes. Okay. Who do you feel deserves an award? I think uh, Becky's suit. That was like, very. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe that that crazy suit? Just it was it was one solid color, and it, it, in my mind, I feel like it was a jump jumpsuit. Even it was one piece. It, it was a, it was like a Murphy. It was a one piece Murphy Brown like suit it, dress. It looked like like a like a fighter pilot's like flight suit. It's like it's like flame retardant and like mm-hmm. or like a like an astronaut's like suit or something. Yeah, it's got that clay brown yeah, color. Yeah. It's a weird color that the as I always say the DVD quality is bad, but you're looking at it and you can't even from moment to moment. It's like is it cream? Is it beige? Is it like that clay color? James, feel free to join us. Brandon, common award. You know what? I think I'll go with the outfit that everyone has chosen to. Copy. It's like plain pink top and those. It was just very upsetting to see a tiny baby in this like kind of sexualized 
Or, like, just an outfit that is too old for her. She's got these, like, leggings that were baby-sized leggings. Ooh, did someone have to custom make those? I didn't like that. So, specifically, <laughs> Michelle's version of that outfit is mm-hmm. what I will uh, give my worst outfit to. And I'm going to give it to, of course, Kimmy's four-quadrant Let's Learn Our Colors dress. Yes. With, I should say, underneath that she was wearing a fucking teal turtleneck or some such thing. James, I have one more question inspired by the content of this episode. Uh, when you were a kid, was there ever a point where, maybe like DJ and Stephanie, maybe in a different way, that you just royally fucked up something in the house or you got into a mess that maybe you tried to cover up? Hmm. You know what? I don't, I don't think so. Not in my house, but... I had uh, a very, very similar issue with a, with a hole in the wall at my friend's house. We were this was, we were older. We were in high school, and like I think we were like wrestling or something. like it was like a bunch of people. And, like we were like someone was like doing something. And, like we like got into it, and like not not like uh, in a bad way, but like we're like uh, horsing around, and I hit a chair into the wall and created a hole in the plaster wall. Okay, just like. Uh, just somewhere like this, and my like we were all like freaking out, and I I think the guy the guy whose house it was he, he took the blame for it like with his parents because like his parents like they they would have been pissed mm-hmm. at like and like we would never been able to go over there again. I think he he took the blame for it. And, like we I don't I think it's still like messed up like oh, and it's like it's been like fifteen day? years. Yeah. Good yeah. lord. Yeah. So the initial Sticks reaction around to haunt you. Yeah. The, the initial <laughs> reaction from the group at the time was this is a disaster. Yeah, well like his his parents they're now now I can see like oh they're they're very nice people but like when we we're in high school like they were definitely the strict parents and like if you if we fed you and you didn't say thank you and like we'd be mad about it for weeks and like <laughs> and like we'd approach you the next time we saw you which was weeks later and be like you know, it was very rude that you didn't say thank you, and like, and which is true. Like, like if you yeah, were a right. guest at their right, house, exactly. Okay, and so they would let it simmer for weeks right. until they saw you. Like, okay. I don't, I don't think they were actually like really mad, but like to a teenager, them like calling you out on it weeks later, you'd be like, oh my god, like, like you know, scary, right? Yeah. And so creating a hole in their in their dining room wall, we were like, oh my god, like we're we're dead, you know. So it it really does kind of seem like it was left there. <laughs> As a testament right, yeah, exactly, to, yeah. do you see what happens? You cannot just cover this up. I can't. I can't cover it up in my brain. I forgive, but as you can see, Brandon, did you ever fuck forget. up like this? No. No. Stop <laughs> it. Why? Because you're going to use the only child thing again? No, because I was an only child, and I was a good little boy. No. Um. My name is Brandon, and I'm here to say that I'm well behaved every day. <laughs> it made me think that okay, so you don't have siblings, so clearly you weren't like. You didn't have an older sibling to sort of emulate or try to chase after. No. So who did you think in your network was someone cool, someone that you wanted to be like? Not the Ninja Turtles, someone real. <laughs> a I, real I person. I mean, well, I, just like my close friends, right? That mm, They sure. would become like kind of my surrogate like siblings, right? If right. I was close with like a couple people, I'd be like, oh, wow, they're like so much more. Like I remember when I was like, when I lived in Tennessee, I was around... 10 or 11, I was, like, a bit more on the shy side. And the kids in, like, that cul-de-sac area, there was, like, these two twin boys that were, uh, became, like, friends of mine. They okay. Were, they were a little more... I got scared. The, no. The, <laughs> the no. idea of twin boys in a cul-de-sac really kind of hit they me. They were, like, way. they're just, like, they were, they were, like, a, just a little more rambunctious. Okay. And so they helped me kind of come out of my shell. Mm. We would, like, go do stuff that maybe, you know, we weren't, shouldn't be doing or whatever. Because there used to be... Uh, shouldn't be doing? There used to be this area of the neighborhood that the was like graveyard. that was like being <laughs> that was like being built. So all these new oh. houses that were in the process of being built. And what we would do is we would first of all we would go inside the like half made houses and like well, that's play, dangerous play right. That's dangerous. Uh, but be, beyond that, it's like Richard Linklater's boyhood. Um, behind behind my house, there was this big kind of like f- kind of woods foot forest area, um, and we would steal like some of the wood for them. The houses that were like laying like the next lumber? to the houses, yeah, and we would take it to like build our own like <laughs> <laughs> in the woods. That's so transparent. Like, yes. there's no way that someone didn't understand that that's what was happening. Well, no one could see. We did do it deep in the woods. Deep in the woods. Deep in the woods. Deep in the woods. <laughs> to Brandon's treehouse we go. <laughs> looking at porn and looking at porn and looking at porn and looking no. at porn. <laughs> No. no? No? It was a good treehouse? 
Uh, uh, it was not of ill repute. No. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do in the treehouse? Well, it wasn't a full treehouse. You made. didn't finish it. No, we didn't steal that much wood. We didn't like have hammers and nails. We were just. Would like, you make like set them up and we'd have like a fort? And if there was like a certain like. You know, depending on how the logs were set up, we could like build a whole. I imagine kind of like. I imagine one ladder rung plank embedded into the tree trunk, one, mm-hmm. and then a plank on a branch, and it's like this is our fort. It was cool. If they steal more, if we steal more, it'll be conspicuous. It was neato. It was neato. I didn't. The kids in my neighborhood were, I think, in hindsight, bad kids. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, I can't play with them. No, I, I did and I would, but I slowly realized I was like, oh, like, I think they're kind of fucked up. Like, I don't think these are, like, completely altogether kids. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, they just, like, they're also just fucking mean. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait a minute. These kids aren't, these kids aren't nice. They're mean to me. And I don't, I don't really uh, like that. So, you know, I got along great with my friends. <laughs> we were all very close. We, were, we built a treehouse. Mm-hmm. Fine, Brandon. Yeah. We'll I'm sorry let, your we'll friends didn't on like that. you. They weren't my friends. Mean kids aren't your friends, James. That's true. That's true. It took me a while to realize that. Right? Yeah. Because you don't really have, if you don't, first of all, if you don't have much of a comparison, you just sort of, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, but in a neighborhood. It's we'll sad. leave it at that. It's not sad. It's, it's sad for you. <laughs> James, be my friend. I'm your friend. Good. Friend. See, this that's how a friend a friend says it. Now let's be mean to him. You suck, John. No. <laughs> you suck dick. <laughs> Catchphrases are a big thing I on Full put, House. I can't put my arm down. Um, so my question to you Ow. is a two-parter. A, did you have a catchphrase growing up? Just something you said a lot. Or and B, do you feel like you have a catchphrase now? I don't. I didn't have a catchphrase uh, growing up. I, I I can't think of anything. But mm-hmm. now I definitely. During during rehearsals or after after a, sh- a show that was okay or mm-hmm. after like a scene that was okay, I just go, oh, that's big fun, big fun, yeah, big fun, big fun. As I'm walking off or you know it's whatever, like big ah, big fun, big fun. Do people understand what that means, or do you think you still are able to trick them? Like, oh, he 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 did have big fun. I big I don't fun. know. I don't know actually. I don't even. I, up until right now, I I didn't even realize that I was. Considering them as mediocre or not great songs, <laughs> oh, yeah. Big fun. And I was wow. like, oh, I say that when... Like, sarcastically. Right, because, like, if it's a good show, or, like, 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 like a good, good show... You don't no, say No, 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 I don't want to... No, I do say that. I say for oh. everything. No, so... <laughs> big fun. Tell good experience anywhere. Yeah, tell anyone out there who's, who's heard me say that, don't think that we had a bad scene or anything, because I, I say it for amazing scenes, too. So the chances are that it was either or. No, yeah, like, now I'm thinking, about, like, no, was, I, I say big fun we all have the to, time. We have to just, like, yeah. we have to really listen to how the way yeah. you say exactly, big fun. Exactly, yeah. Is the, Your big fun is sort of, like, fun. my equivalent of fair enough. So <laughs> I feel like most of the time when I say fair enough, it's because I don't have anything else to add, mm-hmm. and what is being directed stands, at me. Stands to reason. Stands to reason. <laughs> um, or I'll say something like, well, it's not an unfair opinion. <laughs> if I'm saying that to you, it's probably because... What I think you're saying is maybe unreasonable, but maybe not so unfair that I want to object to it. I'm tired is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> dance, dance, reason. <laughs> I gotta go. Put my head in the bag. <laughs> um, well, great. Uh, James, thank you for oh, thank you guys so joining much. us yeah, today. Is fun. there anything that you would like to promote or plug? Yeah, uh, you can you can come see me at I.O. at, at any time on the Team Bunk 7. Okay. And, uh, Various other teams around the city. Big fun. Yeah, it's big fun. Uh, Could be two types of big fun. (laughs) Friday nights at the the Chicago Improv Den every Friday night. uh, Is that with a team as well? That that was with a different team, Bronze Uh, Medal. Okay. And um, I'm just going to go through all my teams. I thought I only had one, but I'm just going to go through all my teams. I thought I only had one. (laughs) <laughs> no, I thought I, I was. You guys were only giving me one. Oh, I'm just gonna uh, no, go through all of them. I'm just gonna Please feel free. Steam, steamroll uh, every other Sunday at Comedy Sports with Atomic and uh, random, random times at the playground with the the team Daddy, which is where where John and I met. Yes, and it's true. Yeah, I think we met at a different place. But yes, we've seen each other at the playground. Right. <laughs> yeah. you met at that hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> right, the rainbow party. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Hi, welcome. It's me, Brandon. <laughs> Welcome to the rainbow party. <laughs> Brandon, do you want to go through how they can find us online? I'm going to put sure. the notes sure in my mouth. Okay. I can do it. 
No, no, it's fine. I'll do it. Do you want to take it from me? Yeah, I do. Uh, so you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, if you do um, find us on iTunes, make sure to subscribe. Not only subscribe, but please rate and review. Five stars, please. Um, you can I also ask for more reviews, and then I don't get them. I'm going to review you. Guys. There you go. There we go. The That's iTunes one. Store. That's one. You can also you give us three. Uh, find, <laughs> us, find us at howrudepodcast.lipson.com. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Just type in the How Rude Podcast in the Facebook search bar and we will pop up. Uh, we also have a Tumblr, hrpodcast.tumblr.com, where we post all our supplemental material. I do remember the supplements from this past week. It's okay. the Home Alone 2 scene with Donald Trump. And then the trailer for a movie that Trump is in called Ghosts Can't Do It. Mm. And there's a scene also posted there where Trump interacts with Bo Derek, and it's fucking insane. And yep. I really want to see Ghosts Can't Do It. Me too. Me too. Um, you can also, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, something you want us to cover, you can send us an email to thehowrudepodcast at gmail.com. We are individually on Twitter. I am at B-E-E-Shock. J-O-N-P-E-R-N-I-S-E-K. James, are you on Twitter? I, I don't use Twitter. That's all right. Okay. Um, great. <laughs> That's all right. We've got a prize for you anyway. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as always, we will... <laughs> Going to take this from me, too, huh? Going to take this from me, too, huh? <laughs> as always, take this we from will me go too, huh? around and say our names too, individually, huh? and then uh, and together, collectively, we will say... You're not <laughs> even doing it right. <laughs> if you take something... <laughs> You need to know how to use it. Yeah. So we go around the horn. Um, we each say our names individually, and then together we all say, and we'll see you next time. No. I'm no. Sorry, what is it? We don't all together say the phrase, and we'll see you next time on. Oh. We don't say that. We don't uh, say that. <laughs> what are you I'm an oil man. <laughs> um, this is so, my son, JW. Uh, and then I will say, and we'll see you next time on, and then collectively we'll say, how rude. And then John will do something hilarious to mess it up. Won't you, John? James, do you in any way understand what is about to happen? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. In your own words, what do you think Brandon <laughs> is saying? How do you think this last part I works? I think Brandon is saying... That I'm, I'm your real friend, <laughs> and he's being mean. Yeah, he's being mean. <laughs> so, okay, so here, I got it. Here we go. Let me try again, please. Here we go. We're all going to say our names individually, okay. right? And then I will say, and we'll see you next time on, and then collectively we'll all say, how rude. But John is going to say something really hilarious while we all say how rude. That messes it up. But that's not my thing. You're going to do it today. I don't want it. You're doing it. I don't want to take Here's something from you. Here's my gift to you. John, you have to do it. Looking at my tits. You have to do it, John. Okay. Uh, I am Brandon Shockney. I'm John Pernasek. I'm James Boomenlog. And we'll see you next time on... How Daddy, 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 Dad. Dad, Daddy, 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 Dad. Dad, Daddy, Daddy, Dad. Dad, Take it, Brandon. Daddy, 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 Dad. Daddy, Daddy, Dad. Dad. Is it me? Dad. Dad. And Lyric now. Daddy, 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 daddy